Welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with CPA and Personal Financial Specialist, Phil Putney. Now let's get rolling with today's show. Hey everybody, welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts, and this is hack number 60. We have been uh, doing a few of these now, so hopefully you have enjoying these and uh, getting some additional information about your retirement, uh, I guess, thoughts and ideas and things of that nature along the way, yeah. and found a, uh, a tax hack or two uh, useful to you. What's going on, Phil? How are you, my friend? I'm doing great. Loving the fall weather here. So. Yeah. Can you believe we've done 60 of these? I know. It, it's hard to believe. It's, yeah. uh, it's crazy. It's good. It's good. Got it's a, very a good. Good, good library of information out there, so if exactly. you're just finding us. I'm sure you can find a, uh, a podcast or two out there that'll be of interest to you and hopefully on target with what you're looking for. So. That's true. Very true. And so you can find it all at philstaxhacks.com. Maybe you're getting this uh, in an email blast or something from Phil. Uh, maybe you've stopped, you've had a conversation and they've sent you out a little follow-up or something like that. However, you, or you found us through a Facebook ad or something like that. However you found us, uh, if you haven't yet subscribed, feel free to do so uh, on Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Stitcher, whatever platform. Uh, you can just type in Phil's Tax Hacks, and when it pops up, you just hit whatever they use. Uh, I think Apple uses like a little heart icon or something uh, to subscribe to it. But basically, all you're doing with that is just getting notifications when a new one comes out. Not too much of a big deal. Pretty easy to do. And you can find it all at philstaxhacks.com. Uh, you can subscribe to it on YouTube if you want to see the video version of it. Either way, uh, audio version is just fine as well. Whatever kind of floats your boat. And this week, we're going to talk about 401ks and some FAQs, some uh, frequently asked questions. So we'll keep this one pretty short and sweet. I think this go around. Uh, so I've got a, a, I don't know, five or six here, Phil. I'm going to toss out at you. Let us right, know what you perfect. think. As a CPA of 30 years, I've, I imagine you've looked over many a 401k. A couple, couple of 401k statements. Just one or two? Yeah, just one or two. <laughs> Um, some of these companies over the last few years have been doing things like the free advice or the really low advice uh, offered inside the plan uh, that's within their employees. I always wonder about these. I've never done it myself. I feel like it, could it be biased? Is it not biased? Is it a good idea? What do you think? Well, I mean, it's like anything that's free, right? You've got to put value based on what you're paying for. It. Um, sure. not, not to say that free isn't good. Um, but don't think you're going to get a, a full-blown comprehensive financial plan for free. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, the free that they're giving you is really kind of a ballpark, I would say, at best. Okay. You know, I mean, it, it's a great place to start. If you've never looked at it before, hopefully it'll start to open your eyes to what the different options and some things to consider are. Right. Um, and, and just on the last podcast, we were going through some uh, questions and, and mailbag questions that have come in. Right. And this brings up kind of one that, that a lot of your statements will have on there that, oh, based on your account, you can have X amount of retirement. You know, so that's some of that free advice where they're kind of running this math for you in the background. Um, again, just be careful, understand the, the ins and outs. Um, but I, right. I would say it's not, uh, it should not be your only planning you do. It is the free planning that they give you. So, okay, that makes sense. But it's a, it's a great start, you know, at least to start to explore what, retirement's about what are some of the options and and am i kind of on track so yeah to speak. get you thinking about it yeah yeah 
Okay. Uh, 401k loans, uh, obviously a lot of conversation this year with COVID and everything. Uh, they made a few minor changes to, uh, we took it from 50,000 to up to a hundred thousand, hundred thousand. Yeah. Uh, you know, so there's um, some caveats and stuff, but just in general, 401k loans, good or bad idea in your, in your mind? Um, depends on what you're using it for. I mean, it, it generally, it's something you got to be really careful, of, right? It, you're borrowing from retirement. Mm. Um, you know, and the concept is, oh yeah, you're paying yourself back, which is true. I mean, whatever the interest rate is in there, you are paying it back into your 401k account, you know, so you're earning money back that way versus being invested. But I mean, if the markets were good, maybe you would have done better, maybe not. Um, the biggest concern with 401k loans you've got to be really careful of is if you're in the middle of that loan and terminate employment either by your will or not, um, that 401k loan, if not paid back, becomes a distribution. Yeah. You know, and, and that's where they become really dangerous is that, you know, if you under this COVID scenario took out a $100,000 loan because you thought it was a great idea and you were going to do something different with it, but now your employment that, you know, was furloughed, it becomes a permanent layoff and you don't have that 100000 to put back in to pay it back. Now you're going to have a $100,000 taxable distribution. That's a bad thing. Yeah. You yeah. Know, so I, I, I go go very carefully down that road. You yeah. know, I, I would say it's not the first option, but it is an right. option to look at. Yeah. Um, just understanding the pros and cons. I hear a lot of advisors say um, it's not necessarily a bad idea or a good idea, but it should be way down on the totem pole of yes. things to look at. There's other things to do first, just for yep. some of those reasons you just gave out. So uh, all right. All right. So moving right along here on these FAQs, 401k rollovers. When does a rollover make sense and when does it not? Um, it really kind of depends on your scenario. What, the times that it absolutely to me makes sense is if you've left that former, you know, that, that employer, now a former employer, um, and you've got a 401k or two out there with those types of employers probably makes sense to consolidate those together and get them under an IRA. Um, it's a non-taxable event to do that. So you're not paying tax to move it out of the 401k into an IRA. Right. Um, and now makes it easier to manage because it's in one place, you know. Um, oftentimes, when we're working with those that are in or nearing retirement, we'll also do what's called an in-service distribution. That's an option you might have in your plan. Um, that allows you to take money out of a 401k for an employer you're currently at <clears throat> and reposition it into an IRA. The main reason to look at that is that you have more investment options typically outside of the 401k than what you would have in. Okay. You know, so when does it not make sense? I mean, if you have a, a, a lot of investment options, kind of a broad range of invest, investment options and they meet your needs inside that 401k, it might not make sense to, to make, uh, move it out. You know, so you really have to look at pros and cons, fees. I mean, understand truly the fees in that yeah. 401k versus the fees out. Um, but fees are one piece of the equation too, because you're, again, usually options available outside the 401k are much broader. You've got more options than you would have inside. So. Well, we hear that a lot of times too. People will say, well, you know, 401k is great. It's a great vehicle to kind of get you going, but it is fairly limited a lot of times. And again, yes. the company plan is different, but making sure that you, uh, or, well, I guess thinking about doing a rollover and putting in an IRA just gives you a, a, a bigger plethora of things to choose from. So correct. Yeah. You have more options to potentially meet specifically 
what you want to do with that money, you know, where, yeah. where you're positioning it in your plan. So, yeah. So, uh, and some company plans can be pretty narrow. So uh, certainly yeah. something to think about. Target and date. just understanding your whole plan because some plans yeah. actually, when you terminate service, they limit investment options. I mean, there's, you really have to understand how it works. So, yeah. And I don't think it's usually a good idea to leave any orphan 401ks behind anyway, when you, no. you move on to someplace else and it yeah. happens a lot. So a lot. Uh, don't feel bad if you did it, but just maybe do something about it. Yep. <laughs> um, all right. Target date funds. So pretty easy. They've become like, I would think they've become pretty much the staple uh, that people do because it's just easy, especially if you're younger, uh, and you take a job or even if you're, you know, in your thirties or even your forties and you transfer to a new job, it's like, let me just pick the 2040 fund because that's, you know, I do the math. That's when I'm going to retire roughly, you know, and that just makes it easy. And I mean, a lot of the plans have that as kind of their default option. So, I mean, if you sign up and didn't pick a, uh, an allocation, that's where they put you yeah. based on your age, they're going to put you in certain target dates, which is great because um, at least it's helping you do something. Right. At least you're doing something. It's not sitting in cash or, you know, whatever the case is. So, um, I mean, the target date funds are like anything easy, you know, there, there's pros and cons, right? I mean, it's right. a very easy solution. And, and the whole idea behind it is that, yeah, it becomes more conservative as you approach that date. Yeah. Um, but one of the, the biggest drawbacks to the, the target date fund, I think, is that, for instance, somebody retiring this year, if they put it in a 2020 fund, the reality is most people think it's much more conservative right. on that target it's date like, than, 50, than it really is. It's 50-50, like the lowest they go. That's I Yeah, I mean, they're, you're, so you're 50-50, you're actually probably closer to 60-40, 60% stock, 40% bond. Right, which is you know, pretty close to that date. You may not want you know, to. So that's kind of a moderate allocation, which yeah. that might be fine for you, but sure. just understand it's not a bond allocation on that target date. It's not moving 100% to conservative. Yeah, I think um, the misnomer is that we think, oh, well, I, I've, I've heard that the target date funds, they're easy to do. I can just pick it. I can set it and forget it. And each year I get closer, they come down in risk. And in theory, sure, but it's and it really, is really, really yeah. small uh, year yes. to year. And then they never really drop. So it's not like you, you get to your point, I'm retiring this year and it's 2020, I'm probably at like 10%, you know, at risk and 90% and safe. And it's just not the case. It, and it's not the case. And you're not going to be that way in a target date fund. So, yeah. so bear that um, in mind. again, just understanding, you know, how you position it. And, and again, from a personal preference standpoint, I don't like them because they're, everything's in one pooled investment, right? We, we like to segregate risk. So that's why we set up the buckets and have low, no risk assets for a soon bucket, later bucket, higher risk. Right. So we can segregate and position risk where in a target date, you really can't. It's all blended in together in one pot. So uh, sure. contribution amounts. Should you just contribute enough to max out? So like if you need to put in 3% or whatever to get the company's 3% uh, or do you, you know, try to, you know, max it out each year everybody's savings is a little bit different, but I think I would right. think at the minimum, you got to take the free money. Absolutely. So, I mean, at least go up to that match. I mean, that's free money. You can't do better than that. It's a hundred percent return guaranteed, yeah. you know, or 50% or whatever your company match, however it works, but at least get the free money. Um, going beyond that, it really depends on how much you're wanting to save and what other options you have, you know, and there's pros and cons of, of putting money in the, the 401k. Probably the biggest disadvantage is especially if you're, you're, you're still employed there and you're under 59 and a half, once the money's in the plan, you can't get money back out 
if you needed it, unless the plan offers like a loan right. option or something like that, you know, so you, you have to understand pros and cons, you know, and whether it fits. And then our final one, Phil, is uh, the Roth versus traditional. We, we talked not too long ago about the under, underutilization of the Roth. Uh, some reports and some information to come out, some yep. statistics of, that a really low percentage of people taking advantage of the Roth if it's offered to them. What's your take on the two? Uh, you know, I, there's benefits both ways, but how do you feel in general about it? Yes. I mean, a Roth is a great option in a 401k because it gives you a, a much, much larger amount you can put in. I mean, if it's just a Roth IRA, you're limited to six or 7,000, depending upon what your age is. Right. Um, if you're over 50, it's the seven. Um, but if it's in a 401k, it's a lot higher limit. It's the full 401k deferral limit. Oh, you know, right. so, and that can be split between Roth and or traditional. Right. Um, you know, so which one is best for you? It really depends on your scenario. Um, the, the whole idea behind a Roth is you're paying tax on that seed first because it's after-tax money that's gone right. in. You pay tax on it, but now all the growth is tax-free. You know what the tax rates are now, so you're paying it now. Yep, so you pay it now on a very known rate today, and, and all the growth becomes tax-free. So, I mean, if, if you're younger, to me, it, it makes a lot of sense for sure right. to go to the Roth. It almost feels like a no-brainer if you're younger to be doing a Roth. Yeah. Right, because you have a lot of time for that money to compound tax-free. Yeah. Um, that doesn't mean that if you're kind of near retirement that a Roth contribution isn't right at that stage, but it, it may or may not be. You have to run the math. You know, a lot of times, even though a Roth is, is available at that stage, it might make sense to continue doing traditional because if you're in a higher tax bracket now, you're in the later years of your career, you mm -hmm. know, making probably your peak earnings, um, you're going to save or defer more taxes today at that rate. You right. know, versus once you hit retirement, but you have to kind of project that money or that that number going forward to see what tax rates am I going to be in retirement? You know, so much like any of these, there's no hard and fast rule of this is what you need to do. Right. It's understanding what does your tax picture look like today? What does it look like as you get into early retirement and then later on? Uh, because the downside to traditional is. All you're doing is deferring that tax liability. And once you hit 72, your required minimum distribution age, money's going to have to start coming out whether you need it or not. Yep. So. Maybe a big old tax bomb waiting. Well, and that's the whole and point. Unfortunately, it is. Yeah. A yeah, lot of times. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, if you've got some frequently asked questions or just questions, I shouldn't say frequently asked. That's why we did them. But if you've got some questions about your 401k, uh, reach out to a qualified professional like Phil. Give him a jingle. Uh, you can find the number there on the screen or you can just call 248-888-7530 and sit down and have a conversation about your retirement plan or lack thereof if you don't have one uh, or even just your investing plan. Phil works with people of all ages, so you don't have to be necessarily moving into or into retirement. Uh, you, you know, we've got younger folks though as well that reach out to him. Yeah. So give him a call, have a conversation, go to philstaxhacks.com. That's philstaxhacks.com. You can find it all there and we'll wrap it up this week with that. Any questions you have, feel free to send us an email, uh, subscribe to the show, give us a call, whatever the case is. Phil's here to help. And he, of course he services the, uh, the Metro Detroit area. So, uh, but he has clients in other places too. So again, doesn't really necessarily mean anything in today's world. Uh, Zoom's a great thing. So say we're, that's what we're on right country, now. So. <laughs> all over the country. So we'll see yeah. you next time, folks. Stay safe and sane. Uh, we appreciate your time on Phil's Tax Hacks and other retirement facts. 
investment advisory services offered through AFS Wealth Management. The content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.